Well, it's breaking news time. The Angels signed a strong bullpen piece. So who is he? What kind of pitcher has he been? And where will he fit in the Angels bullpen? Let's talk some baseball, Johnny. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John. And this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Every show is free and available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. The best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thanks for being here for this edition of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john and johnny we promised that we were going to talk some offense today unless there was (laughs) some breaking news and there was some breaking news at the winter meetings johnny yeah day two of the winter meetings and day two of my covid so if you're watching on youtube you could see how badly my sinuses are stuffed up and marvelous i look terrible so (laughs) yes uh i'm enjoying myself over here uh yes day two of the winter meetings monday happened and boy there were a lot of big deals but for the angels there was a big deal because we signed Carlos Estevez for our bullpen, Mike. That is a great deal for us because you and I were wondering, how are the Angels going to shore up this bullpen? And I think Estevez adds an interesting piece to the bullpen. He's a former Rockies reliever. He spent all six years of his career with them. He's 29 years old. He's a right-handed pitcher. And this deal was a two-year, $13.5 million deal, so about $6.75 $6.75 million per year. Arms are coming at a premium this offseason, right. and right. it's starting to make our Tyler Anderson deal look really, really good that Perry got that out of the way really early. But why don't you get into some of, of Carlos Estevez's stats? Again, not Charlie Sheen, but and no relation <laughs> to Emilio Estevez. This is a different yeah. Estevez, but I did say on Twitter that Estevez's and Anaheim Sports go hand in hand between yes, they the do. Ducks and uh, the Angels. So why don't you get into some of his stats that we've got? Well, for a guy who's pitched in Colorado for his entire career, he doesn't have terrible stats, right? Sure. And you know that's really hard to pitch there. He's got a career 4.59 ERA as a pitcher, 25 s- saves, although... 2020, uh, or sorry, 2022 was objectively his best season. Mm-hmm. He was four and four, two saves, 3.47 ERA, 57 innings, 54 Ks, 23 walks, and a 135 ERA plus, which means that he was 35% better than league average, which is really great. And John, it wasn't that Coors Field was a negative place for him to pitch. He actually had really good stats there, John. He had a 190 average when he was uh, uh, facing uh, the opposition, mm-hmm. and they had a 215 BABIP, which is batting average with balls in play. But the K to walk ratio in Coors Field wasn't super great. It was 1.18. Right. So he struggled with walking hitters at Coors Field. But here's here's the big number that really caught my eye. He only gave up two home runs at Coors all season. And that yeah. that's huge, right? And it's going to be so easy to pitch in Anaheim, especially when the marine layer comes over, especially Love that at marine night. Layer. <laughs> it's going to be so, so different. Away, actually, is the stats that we really want to pay attention to. What did he do away 
from Coors Field. John, why don't you share those stats with us? Yeah, get him away from Coors Field. Let him pitch in a place where it's not the high altitude and the ball is going to be flying out of the yard 550 feet. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I could do that. (laughs) I could do that. I could hit a home run at Coors. Uh, Anyway, uh, he's held hitters uh, to a 229 average away from Coors Field. But here's the interesting thing. The K to walk ratio is 5.67. So he gets five and a half strikeouts per walk every time he's away from Coors Field. So he's striking out hitters way better away from Coors Field. So it makes me wonder what happens to his fastball velocity and his spin rate when he's at Coors Field that, you know, kind of makes it hard to hit the zone and and he starts walking batter. So, Mike, he's going to benefit tremendously from being away from Coors Field in Colorado. Listen to this. His home ERA is technically lower than his away ERA, but here's the thing. It's wow. 3.45 at home versus 3.49 away. He pitched exactly 31 games at home and 31 games away in 2022. So the the splits okay. are right down the middle. You have a very accurate what's he look like away, what's he look like at home. And then looking at his game log last season, I went on baseballreference.com and looked at his game log. Here's what stood out to me. I adjusted the the spreadsheet on baseball reference by earned runs that he gave up, and he went scoreless against some really tough teams like the Dodgers, the Giants. He had like eight games wow. against the Dodgers or the Giants and held them scoreless. And he also held the Mets scoreless in his uh, appearances last season. Oddly enough, he didn't do so great against the teams like the Pirates and the Reds and the Royals. They got to him huh. in his relief appearances. But it's good to see that he could hold teams like the Dodgers and the Giants and the Mets scoreless in his appearances. According to his game log, his vast fastball velocity is definitely the strong suit. He averages about 97 and a half on his fastball, according to Baseball Savant. Hmm. He's also got a slider and a changeup, so the slider is kind of his most used put-away pitch, but that fastball velocity, I think he ranks actually in like the 97th percentile in fastball velocity, so he will play in this bullpen, and interestingly enough, there's some reporting that he might, you know, could be in a position to close, something like that, but he's definitely going to help out this bullpen, but how about uh, what Jeff Fletcher of the OC Register had to say? Yeah, friend of the show, he said over the last three seasons, Estevez has gotten whiffs on 15.4% of the swings at his slider at Coors Field and 38% away from Coors Field. like that number. So that means we're going to be missing a lot of bats, which is really key in those late innings, right? Like you're going to be striking out guys, especially if you inherit with runners on and knowing our bullpen, you'll probably inherit with runners on. And so no kidding. this is a guy, if he ends up being the back end of the bullpen, eighth inning, maybe even the closer in ninth inning, he actually could be somebody that would remind us a bit of Rysel Iglesias when Rysel mm. would come in and miss bats. Perry Manassian was asked about him and he said uh, he's got more of an elite swing and miss pitch on the road. And, and maybe it's because the air density is thicker when you're on the road than when you are in in Coors Field. Uh, Paul Holden, friend of the show, he is the host of Locked On Rockies. He messaged us and said these words about Estevez. He said he was the second best piece in the Rockies bullpen last year, had ton of upside, really solid stretches last year, and had some really solid velocity. He said, and this is going to be really encouraging for us as Angel fans, he said, 
great move. Like, so, great and, move. and we trust Paul. So his last yeah. 30 games were against some of the strongest in the NOS, John. And you mentioned some of those teams that he pitched against. And he did really, really well. So I'm, I'm stoked about this move. I feel like this is one of those, we're putting the pieces together. We don't need the superstar. We need the, the B-plus players, right? We need those guys that can <laughs> fill in the roles, play Always the with roles. the wrestling references. Yes. We it. need the Daniel Bryans or the Brian Danielsons, depending on if you're WWE <laughs> or AEW. We need those types of players, and this is this is what I like about this move, John. I, I yeah. got a lot of text messages from Locked on Angel listeners. One of them, our, our buddy Cope, he said, I really like this. He says Perry's cooking, mm-hmm. and he... he he really has he called it as this is probably one of the best off seasons that the Angels have had in gosh what 10 years I can't I can't remember the last time they've really made some significant moves to really make this team better not just adding the big bat or the big pitcher but adding pieces that actually really help this team to improve across the board yeah I felt like they did that last season in getting you know Noah Syndergaard and Michael Lorenzen and then adding bullpen pieces yeah but bullpen pieces are are volatile and you know Estevez could very well be volatile as well sure and, but this is the kind of move that you just you have to like the upside more than the previous results because you're hoping that they will bring results with them to the team. But at the same time, you look at the stuff that he's got and and I think coaches and the manager, of course, Phil Nevin, they, they look at that and they go, we can work with that. We can do something with that. So great move. I think that Perry is putting the building blocks together. He's building his Lego set. I still think we're in for a big move here before the winter meetings are over. But in the meantime, Carlos Estevez is an angel and he will be in the bullpen. Coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to talk about how Estevez in the offseason could maybe coach the uh, Mighty Ducks. Oh, no, wait, that's, that's, sorry about that. That's not true. Uh, the highest payroll, <laughs> the Angels have the highest payroll in team history. And we're going to ask the question, how much room is left for Perry Manassian to make some make some room, make some moves? And will he actually get to the luxury tax limit and who fits in there? So we're going to have that discussion in just a moment. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info stats, news, analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer to esports. They've got you covered at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, which we know you do, you can find all of those at Bet Online as well. They'll help you get your betting fix. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And you can head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. And for your second listen today, go and check out Locked On Sports today. Mike, I was dialed in to Locked On Sports today on Monday because I wanted to hear what the hosts of Locked On 49ers had to say yeah. about them losing Jimmy G. And that's because you and I are longtime 49er fans. But if you're a fan of of other NFL teams or NBA teams, Locked On Sports Today is where it's at because they're going to give you the games that matter the most, the biggest stories in sports. You can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. 
Locked on Sports Today is available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the Angels on Monday signed Carlos Estevez, a 29-year-old right-handed bullpen guy, probably going to slot in maybe at the end, maybe be the closer. Two years, $13.5 million on the season. Actually, a really great deal in comparison to what are some of the numbers that are out there right now. And so we want to ask the question, where does he slot in in the bullpen? I mean, we've said closer, but maybe maybe not. We're not sure. But here's here's what the athletic writer for the Rockies said. The Angels actually reached out to Bud Black. Remember him? He was our pitching coach when we won the World Series and manager of the Rockies right now. And actually a really great angel, former angel. He said when we reached out, he said that, uh, that Estevez is a very talented pitcher. And he said, full disclosure, the Angels reached out to me a few times about Carlos. And I told him, hey hold on a minute we want to talk to him too and so (laughs) I I get that but this he said is a really good fit for SFS in Anaheim he's a great arm and they're potentially going to give him a chance to close and so John as we look at the bullpen options as of today Mm -hmm. here here's the lineup and I think that there's probably maybe two slots that are open so let me read the, the names to you and then let's let's think about who might slot in. And if you're watching or if you're listening, comment below, especially if you're watching. We would love to see hear some of the names that you might think would slot in there. So Aaron Loop obviously is going to be in the bullpen. Ryan Tapera mm-hmm. is going to be in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Quejada, Herget, Berea, Estevez is going to be in the bullpen. There's there's two more slots, I would say, that that need to be filled. Johnny, what are some names? Who are some names that you think will be in the seventh and eighth slot in that bullpen. Well, I think you got to add Chris Rodriguez to the bullpen because Mm. he has got some really nasty stuff. He's got a great fastball. He's got great velocity. We saw him come out of the pin in 2021 and he even got a few starts, but I really like him out of the pen. And I've said this a hundred times, but I'll say it again. I think with the shoulder issue, the back issue, I think that Chris Rodriguez, at least for the time being, will play better out of the bullpen. Mm. And, Really, Mike, I think if you think about Carlos Estevez's role in the pen and and then looking at some of these other guys, you and I have said before, like, maybe there's going to be a who's got the hot hand today to close this game out, who's going to be able to shut it down. But he's got shutdown stuff. And I think that perhaps there will be some figuring out and putting the pieces together at the beginning of the season. And, And I'll be excited if they give Estevez a chance to to close. Maybe that's something he really wants to do. He does have 25 saves in his career. He had two in 2022, as we mentioned. I think Chris Rodriguez is a great addition to the bullpen to kind of round out. If you're going to have about eight bullpen pieces or so, I think C-Rod would be one of those. And yeah, I think Estevez at the very least could be one of those late innings guys. To me, I know the walk rate is higher when he was at Coors. I don't want to see him be a right-handed Jose Quijada, if that makes yeah, sense. Sure. I want to see, and and don't get me wrong, I don't think that he will because he does have the slider that Quijada right. is missing. Yep. yep. <laughs> but they're, we have a hard-throwing lefty and a hard-throwing righty now with Estevez and Quijada being the lefty, so that's great to see. So I, I feel like Estevez, if he's not going to close, he can be a back-of-the-bullpen guy, your eighth-inning guy, something like that. But now that I've brought up C-Rod, who do you see coming into the bullpen and maybe rounding things out? A couple thoughts on this. First, watching baseball for as long as we have, especially watching the Angels, my gut tells me that I want to go with like I want to go with like what's comfortable. Like what do they 
what would they do in years past? And immediately, I think Austin Warren, Andrew Wance. Those are the two names that, that would slide in there. But mm-hmm. Perry, this offseason, has, has not done what has been the norm, has not done mm-hmm. what has been the usual thing. So when you bring up C-Rod, I, I'm intrigued by him. I wonder if they're going to give him some time in the minor leagues. I'm also mm. really intrigued by Ben Joyce, and I'm really intrigued by Eric Torres. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think we're going to see those guys, maybe not immediately, depending on what happens in spring training, but I really think we're going to see those guys sooner rather than later in the bullpen. And then I don't you think mentioned, they'll wait around. I think they'll I, go yeah, ra- yeah, I think I'm with that, you. Yeah. They're not going to wait and see. I think they're going to say, hey, you know what? Ben Joyce is killing it. Torres is killing it. It's It's... The middle of April, we just started. Let's do it. Let's pull the yeah. trigger. Let's go. And both of those guys know how to close. Both of yeah. those guys know how to do the... I mean, I know that they're young, and I know that they're rookies, but there's something about both of them. Torres, I've done some research on him lately as we've talked about him. He's got that, like, closer mentality. He's got that, like, I'm just going to go do it. I'm just going to go... Yeah. And, and that... Soto mentioned that when he was called up, and we've talked about this on the show, where, you know, the team in AA, the Trash Pandas, went to the playoffs. They're like, are you sad you're missing it? And he's like, no, I'm with a big club. And then he came up and just played with a whole lot of fire. There's something about what's happening in AA that we need at the major league level. And I wonder yeah. if Torres and Joyce might be those guys that actually do that. I, I do think uh, that having Estevez on this team gives the Angels some trade pieces. And so mm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of these young guys get traded away and we get a starting pitcher or we get a, a bat or whatever we get, right? Because mm-hmm. you also see Perry really backfilling the team with the Chris Davinskys and some of those guys that are that are in the True. minor leagues. And remember, Zach Weiss is on this team as well. And so yeah. maybe maybe he's going to be a piece that we can slot in or that we could trade. You mentioned Quijada and, and Estevez kind of being like the right left kind of version of yeah. each other, right? Yeah. I, I'm excited about that because I think Quejada is the type of guy that is going to come into the game and be intimidating, mm-hmm. but he also is a guy that can come in and really lose his himself in the yeah. game, right? And what's great about this is that you can bring in Quejada for maybe, you know, obviously has to pitch against three batters, but you can bring him in strategically and then you can remove him and not have him go one and one third or one and two thirds like he was doing last year. He can come in and get this guy, this guy, and this guy. And then you have a clean inning for an Estevez to come in who then can throw a fastball and can throw a changeup and can throw a slider. And you're getting mm-hmm. kind of the same look, but then you're fooling them with that with that slide piece. So I think that, that Estevez really balances this bullpen out really well. Austin Warren, Andrew Wentz, I think will probably be the two that slot in there initially. Okay. I just don't think that they're going to sit there for too long. I think that they're going to move those pieces around as much as they can. I think they're going to use the, oh, he has options. Let's send him down and bring him up. I think we're going to see that a lot, maybe in the beginning parts of the season so they can figure out who they want in the slots that they want, and that way we can actually be a consistent bullpen moving forward. Johnny, I mentioned that the payroll for the Angels is kind of growing, right? And according to Fangraphs, we are at $198 million. Uh, The luxury tax projection is $213 million. So right now, $198 million is the highest that we've ever been 
on this team. And we've been calling for the Angels to spend some money. Hey, let's let's go to luxury tax, or if we have to go over it, let's go over it. You have the money, Artie. Let's do that. Well, when we did our GM show, we were like, eh, let's be let's be like. Fair we were conservative. Say 200 million, <laughs> right? We were like, yeah, the Angels yeah. might do that. They might not. And and now we're at 198 million. And again, the, the 213 million is the luxury tax projection. So that's kind of yeah. a more, that's the number that we're really at before we get to the 233 million, right? Yeah. So here's the question. What does this mean? <laughs> because the, this, this team's never done this before. Right. We haven't seen this in an arty world in a long, long time. We've seen them go get the big the big names, but then we haven't backfilled the team. And so there's been a giant gap between these really great players, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Anthony Rendon, and then you've got you know, Jack Mayfield. And so th- this this is the first time this team really feels incredibly balanced. And, and Angel fans didn't expect this to happen. I know right. that I didn't expect this to happen. Not but with the sale of the team and, you know, no. and our, yeah, that was a big question mark. So we're adding all this money. What do you think this means? And, and do you think that there's room for maybe one or two more signings underneath the luxury tax? Whew, that's going to be tricky. So uh, to me, I feel like Artie is being very hands-off considering okay. this is the highest payroll we've ever had. And like you said, he's always been willing to go after the big free agent, the 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 splashy superstar. And I think Perry somehow has convinced him like we've got to be more frugal with our money and, and round John, things out. John, do you think that every day starts with a text message from Artie going, bro, why are you spending my money? And he reminds him, you're going to get four billion dollars right. when you sell this team no kidding <laughs> you know, he probably just hits copy and paste every time he has to talk to Artie just fine you're gonna get Arturo. four billion dollars yeah. when you sell four billion with a b Artie. so calm down <laughs> but it yeah it's had a lot of angel fans asking like who is this team who's this owner and what's going on and to be honest if 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 Artie sells a winner to another owner that's yeah. more incentive for somebody to to buy this team. So I, I I think that he's letting Perry cook, like we've been saying, and I think it means that uh, he is okay with this payroll going up because he he's done uh, at least halfway mm. through this year. And that was kind of some speculation that we had. A lot of us made the joke, just go over the luxury tax. It's not your money after you're done. Like somebody right. else has to deal with it. And so far, I mean, they haven't touched it yet. And just a reminder, we're at $213 million for the luxury tax payroll. That accounts for bonuses and deferred uh, yearly salaries and things like yeah. that. It's, it's kind of the average annual value of everything, including bonuses, signing bonuses, all that. And, and the first penalty of the luxury tax is $233 million. So the Angels have about $20 million left to play with. And Mike... After Monday, when I see Justin Verlander get two years, 86 million, and Man. joining the Mets and joining the 2012 Detroit Tigers rotation with Max Scherzer. <laughs> yes. And then I see Trey Turner get 11 years, 300 million. That's about 27.7 million a year. Yeah. We now have an idea of like what some of these free agents are going to get. Like the remaining shortstop. We got Bogarts and Correa 
and Dansby Swanson. And Trey Turner got $27.7 million. So I right. can imagine, and, and now granted, he's probably top one, top two of the four big four shortstops. I think Dansby's going to come at the cheapest cost, but sure. even at $27 million, I think nobody's going to sign less for 24 And if the Angels only have $20 million left to play with, before they hit that luxury tax, and this is assuming, like we've done all yep. offseason, that yep. they're not right. going to touch the luxury tax. They could surprise us and go over it, but $20 million left to play with, and after seeing the signings from Monday, I think the Angels have to be creative. What do you think? Yeah, I agree, and if I'm going to think out of the box here, I'm going to throw two names at you, Johnny, that okay. I think could actually give us a shortstop and a pitcher, mm-hmm. and, and and maybe it would be about $20 million total for both, hmm. if that, all right? Hmm. So, two names, a trade with the Reds. What mm-hmm. if we got Kyle Farmer? Kyle Farmer had a, had a pretty great season last okay. year. Uh, 255, 315, 386, 701 OPS. Had his highest OPS plus in his career. 25 doubles, 14 home runs, 78 RBIs. He's an average defender, so he's not going to come and and wow you like a squid or like anybody else, although he's better than Trey Turner, Hmm. and he has better stats than Dansby Swanson. Hmm. I looked. Thank you, BaseballReference.com. He's 31 years old, and last year he made $3.1 million. Okay. Um, he's only in arbitration still. Okay. And so he, he might be maybe $5 million, depending on what they give him. I don't know what the numbers are right now. Yeah. So Kyle Farmer would be one that I would, I would consider. Two... How about Chris Bassett? I think Chris Bassett Mm. coming over, right-handed pitcher, slot in there, maybe right after Tyler Anderson. 167 strikeouts last year, 180 innings. He had a 3.42 ERA, only Mm -hmm. 33 years old. I know I've kind of been like, I don't know about him, but he's growing on me. Those are two names that I know that you wouldn't pick (laughs) that I saw and went, I think that these guys actually might be worth a a peak, maybe even worth a conversation. What do you think? I think those are great options. Yeah, I don't see any problem with that. I I worry about Chris Bassett because Kershaw just signed a one-year deal for $20 million. And Bassett's younger, has probably want, will probably want more years and has a lot of years ahead of him. So I, I wonder where Chris Bassett would come in in terms sure. of annual average value in terms of salary. I have the same conundrum with Ahmed Rosario. I would love to see the Angels yeah. trade with Cleveland to get him. His projected arbitration salary is about $9.2 million. That's okay. from Spot Track, so it's a projection. Yeah. He he did make like $4.5 million last season, and so you could probably get away with maybe 6 7 and save yourself a couple million. But I would love to see the Angels sign Kodai Senga, and there was a report sure. on Monday that the Blue Jays were interested, the Angels were interested, there's another team that's interested in Kodai Senga, and you and I did the Making the Case a couple of weeks ago, and yep. our one concern was cost because we weren't sure where the Angels and Perry Manassian would go to in terms of projected salary. To me, if the Angels can somehow squeeze a square peg in a round hole or whatever that (laughs) saying goes and get Kodai Senga and Ahmed Rosario and do it in 20 million or less, that would be ideal. But I think that that's going to take some creativity. But for me, if, if that's the way things go, I'm all for it. I feel like Kodai might be a $20 million a year guy. 
That's you just my so? gut. I, I think he will be a $20 million a year guy just because of who he is, where he's coming from, his numbers in Japan, and yeah. because he's he's a really coveted right-handed pitcher. And so maybe he gives us the hometown discount because we've got the unicorn on our team. Who knows? But <laughs> I feel like he might be a lot, just like Chris Bassett might be a lot. So these are our dreams. <laughs> and that would be, I think, we're trying to get creative because Perry's been really creative. Okay, compromise, one or the other, shortstop or another rotation piece. What do you think? I think shortstop. I think that we have a really great starting rotation and I think that we have a really great minor league system and I want to give those young guys a chance, especially after what they did, the starting rotation, what they did last season. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that we will only be better and so I would go with a bat over a starting pitcher right now. I'd love to round out this rotation with a really solid arm and if there's 20 million to play with and that's all that they end up doing. You and I have said since the beginning of the offseason the Angels may have to compromise somewhere if they're not willing to go over the luxury tax and I I think I would rather see a strong arm and roll with the combination of Fletcher, Renjifo, Soto, Velasquez in the middle infield because... Yeah. If there's going to be a compromise, I think that those are guys that are okay to take a chance on. And you have Gio Rochella now who can also kind of slot in there sometimes as well. So I, I would love to see one more strong arm, especially if you get to the playoffs. You really want some strong arms uh, to, to round out that rotation. But if they don't go that direction and they decide to take a shortstop, we got plenty of strong arms in the minor leagues, as you mentioned, who could deserve a chance as well. So all that to say, there's there's two more days of winter meetings uh, today and tomorrow. And so we're, we're pretty fun. excited. So <laughs> stay tuned and we'll get back to regularly scheduled programming pretty soon. <laughs> but we are excited for what's to come in the winter meetings. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, sharing some of the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. They're available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram to keep up with all the latest news. We'll be tweeting and Instagramming and posting stuff all day through the winter meetings. So be sure you don't miss out on that, Mike. I cannot believe what we have on deck for tomorrow's show. Hit us. Well, tomorrow on Locked On Angels, guess who's joining us? The one yes. and only the Glubaza, Mark Gubaza, will be joining us on Locked On Angels. This is a dream come true. We're going to fangirl a little bit, and then we're going to talk bit. some baseball. So don't miss tomorrow's episode. Mark Gubaza will be here on Locked On Angels. Cannot wait for that conversation with Gooby. Come back and join us for that. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Angels, and we'll see you back here tomorrow with Mr. Mark Gubaza.